And now it's time for WFMD's AP Award-winning Sports Weekend, featuring Steve Nips and local guests. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and we're continuing with our preseason high school football preview with the head coaches around the county. And I'd like to welcome my guest today, the head coach at Oakdale High School, Mr. Kurt Stein. And, and Coach, uh, thank you for taking time and welcome and looking forward to seeing what Oakdale has for this coming season. Steve, always happy to join you. you. We know it's time to start ramping it up when uh, when you call. So uh, we're getting ready to go, and we appreciate you having us on. Indeed, no problem, Coach. Uh, looking back uh, last year, what did you take away from last season? Well, you know, last year we you know we played probably the toughest schedule in the state of Maryland. Um, you know, we had some great wins and, and some very close losses some very good teams, you know, played Ligonore a couple times and stuff like that. So last year looked at us for us was the year of we were trying to get back to our normal ways after the uh, the COVID season. Where, you know, I think we only ended up playing three games or four games or something like that and trying to get back to used to our routine and our rhythm. And I really felt like by the end of the year, we were playing very good football and we were sort of back to ourselves. So we've had a great off season. We've jumped off of that. We return a slew of players. We get a whole bunch of players back from injury that missed most of last year. So we're extremely excited to get back going because we think we're uh, we're going to be back looking like Oakdale again. Speaking of which, I'm sure that that was good. Uh, all the coaches certainly agree with the fact that it was nice to get back to, quote, that normal yearly program that you were used to having. Absolutely. We had a great summer. Um, the weight room was rocking. We had no restrictions, so we were able to just – lift and run and really get in shape and, and push and challenge the kids. As you know, we got out of school a little earlier than usual, even though right. we all <laughs> yeah. Back very early. Yeah, just a tad but, early. Yeah. <laughs> but getting out earlier allowed us to really get yeah. into that full summer mode a little earlier. So we really pushed the kids hard this summer and you know, they're in good shape and they look like they're ready to go. I'm sure they are coach. And, and speaking of um, the, this year's team, any, any, what are you looking for, expectation, goals, uh, and, and such for this year's squad? Well, you know, we're, we're really excited. Uh, over the years at Oakdale, we've probably been known more for our skill position guys, but we are as big and as talented up front as we've ever been. We have uh, two Division One players on the front line. We have another Division One player that will line up at t- tight end at some time, so we, uh, we probably average about 250, 260 up there. We've got a couple guys that are pushing 300. So wow. we, um, we're we really going to be much bigger and stronger up front than we've been in the past, and we're excited to kind of lean on that a little bit and see where that takes us. I'm sure that the things will do uh, go well uh, with that kind of front, uh, Kurt. Um, I know we've talked about this before, but it's always a, a, a special deal for you. <clears throat> this is your 13th season as the head coach at Oakdale, uh, and the school's been in existence 13 years. So you had the special uh, job of being hired and starting a program from scratch. That's certainly a very proud moment for you and a very special moment, I assume, as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting and unique, obviously. Not a lot of coaches uh, get the opportunity to do what we've been able to do here at Oakdale. Um, I was very fortunate and blessed to, you know, get a job when I was a little young 
probably a little green and not quite ready for it. <laughs> people took a chance on me and hoped that maybe they could get somebody for the long term. And, you know, that's certainly what they've got. And, um, you know, I live in the Oakdale community. My kids play youth football for Oakdale. They're going to go to Oakdale High School. Um, the school is every as much a part of me. And I hope that, I, you know, I'm a part of it as well. So um, I'm very blessed and fortunate to have the opportunity to be the only head coach in Oakdale history. And I plan on doing it for a long time. So they're going to have to deal with me for quite a while more. <laughs> okay. Um, during those, these past 13, of course, you were spent six years up there at Catoctin with an, another coach, I'm sure, means a great deal and probably still stay in touch with Doug Williams. How how was that relationship, and what is maybe a couple things that you pull from Coach Williams that you've incorporated into your program? I mean, Coach Williams is just a special human being. I mean, anybody who knows him knows who he is and what he's about. And um, I was just so fortunate to fall into that opportunity, you know, coming from West Virginia. I mean, I couldn't have picked Frederick out on a map, you know, really before I got <laughs> yeah. here. And, and I fall into this opportunity where I'm coaching with him and, you know, Coach Dumars and Guy Nesbitt and Jimmy Eckert and those guys up there, Mike Franklin, they all took me under their wing and kind of taught me the ropes. You know, I think when you're a 22-year-old guy getting into it, you know, you're hyper-focused on the winning and the losing and, right. and those kind of things. And, and, and you know Doug, so you know what yes. he's about. And he kind of steered me in the right direction and taught me how to be a leader of men and, you know, be a father figure for the kids and you have we had to help grow those kids and be something for them that they might not be getting somewhere else and you know I really got an education working there and um, I just couldn't be more fortunate there's no way I would be able to go to Oakdale and start the program and you know us be able to do the things that we've done if I didn't have you know that apprenticeship if you will right under Doug Williams so I, I mean I owe him everything to be honest with you you stay in touch with him on a regular basis then I'm sure we, we talk all the yeah. time, text, you know, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. You know, Doug might be retired, but he still has a <laughs> bug a little bit. So he's always, uh, you know, we'll, we'll pop a few ideas off each other, and he'll always ask me a few questions. You know, I try to get him talking about football as long as I can before we get to the more important stuff. But I am interested <laughs> in what he wants to know about the football. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I try to keep him on there as long as I can to pick his brain a little bit. Absolutely. I would as well, Kurt. Um Looking back now, you're coming up on, uh, well, next year, I guess it'll be 20 total years uh, in the coaching ranks. Um, What have you learned about Kurt Stein? (laughs) I don't know. I've learned that I I love being around the kids probably, you know, the most. When you you get into education, uh, we, we do a lot of things and chase jobs and titles and stuff like that. And I think sometimes some of us in education, education we lose our way and we forget what it's actually supposed to be about it's supposed to be about the kids you know and i can't see myself quitting coaching and teaching because i love being around the kids every day you know they they keep me young they're fun it's you know going to practice is great going to practice is you know the best part of the day and so like i just i love being around them i love taking the journey with them i love pushing them to be something a little bit better than maybe they think they can be and just being part of that process you know I've, i've gone to a couple weddings and things like that of, of guys of years past, as you said, it's been close to 20 years. So uh, some of the guys that I've, I've thought are getting a little older and up there, but, um, you know, they just being around the kids is, is keeps me young and it's is just the most fulfilling part of the job. So 
that's why I keep coming every day. That's why I go to youth practice after our practice and help with my kids' teams a little bit. I just, just like being around the kids. Well, I, I can certainly relate to that, uh, Kirk, because that's the way I felt as well. And and uh, after the season it was over, there was a lull there, and you had to, you thought, what am I going to do for a while? I mean, you, you get used to having that relationship, and that's certainly, as you said, one of the keys in being a coach. Absolutely. Looking at staff, and we never, we all, all I want to make sure that the the coaches, you as head coaches, get a chance to talk about your staff because that they are so uh, relevant to how our program can be. And I know uh, it, it, you have a great one as well. But take a few minutes to talk about uh, the members of your staff. Well, you know, my right hand man is my defense coordinator, Adam West. So he, uh, there's nothing that we do at Oakdale football that he's not in on and a part of and you know our our old longtime defense coordinator doc hershorn is still around a little bit and he's still part of the program and, and helps us out and lets us bounce some ideas off of him and stuff like that you know i got chad steiner coaching my wide receivers and my dbs he's been coaching in the county for a long time probably almost as long as i have you know this year we've brought on some new guys too you know we've got randy kelly coaching our offensive line we've got chris uh Tedusky, and he's coaching our defensive line and uh, Bob Cicero has been my long, long time assistant. He coaches our special teams, and if you ask anybody around here, we got one of the best special teams programs in the state of Maryland. He works with our running backs. He does all of our statistics, and probably most importantly, most importantly, him and his wife uh, feed the staff after every Friday night. Wow. So, um, you know, I've, I've blessed to have um, great people that I've worked with for a long time that do a lot, and they understand what, what we want out of Oakdale football, what we're about, and what we're trying to accomplish with the kids, both on and off the field. And, you know, they, they just do a great job, and I'm blessed to have those guys with us all the time. And we've been doing it for a while, and they do an awesome job. And we've got a whole new defensive – I mean, whole new JV staff this year that have got off the ball, running there, doing an amazing job with our young guys. We have 75 kids on the JV team, so that is no small task. Wow. Obviously. We have – a lot of bodies there and a lot of kids, and these guys got them running through drills and getting reps, and they're doing a great job. I'm really excited to see what our JV program does this year because those guys are doing such a nice job with all of those young kids. Well, that's so important, and they seem like they, they have things going where you want it to go and where Oak, you want Oakdale football uh, to be. Uh, Kurt, you, you, you touched on it a little while ago, uh, but I'm sure it's by design – the old adage, you, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And that schedule uh, doesn't change, and you got yourself a, a good one as well. Um, we, we play some of the best teams <laughs> in the state, you know. First, first off, you know, Frederick County, and this is not, I don't think this is really arguable, top to bottom is the best football county in the state of Maryland. Agreed. So, you know, we're already playing Ligonor, Urbana, and Frederick, and Walkersville, and Middletown. They're right there. That schedule's harder than, than most people in the state. And then we go ahead and throw Fort Hill and, you know, Glen Park out of PG County in there as well. So we are we are definitely going to um, test ourselves. Um, but with that said, you know, we have, our goals are to be playing in Annapolis the first right. week in December. You know, that, that's our goal in the field. So if we're going to do that, we, we're going to have to be pretty good. And we're going to have to be pretty good teams. So we'll know as we go through those nine weeks you know, how good we really are. It certainly gives you an indication, 
Coach, as far as where you are at that point in time. And, you know, it certainly, um, with the level of competition, prepares you for that playoff run. Yeah, and we see a lot of different styles, too, yeah. both offensively and defensively. So we get a chance to kind of game plan and, and look at things from a lot of different angles, you know, everything from spread to wing tee and all the things in between. So we're going to see a lot of different stuff, and uh, hopefully our kids will be prepared and battle-tested and, and ready as we enter, you know, those November games. I hope so, uh, Coach. We're certainly looking forward to it and look, you know, being there with you guys as well. Thirteen going into your thirteenth season uh, at Oakdale and 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 coach things have really taken off uh, and say the last six or so years. Um, what do, have you found to be keys for you to have the program where it is today? Well, I think the biggest piece is the off season piece. Um, you have to train and you have to be in shape. And I mean, it really is. 12 month a year job when you're the football coach, you know, it, it's not, a, it's not an August to October kind of thing. It's right. Just, um, you know, and when we first started out and we were trying and we had low numbers and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, we got beat up physically by mm-hmm. teams like, you know, or like in the Walkers or the Middletown. So we realized quickly that if we really wanted to compete in this County and compete for state championships, that we had to be big, strong and tough. And so we've really, you know, focused on that. We've really focused on our weight program. You know, we train with Coach Shannon Wallace in the summertime. Uh, we have football class where the kids get to lift weights all year long. And we just, you know, we really put a focus on being tough and being physical and being strong. And once we started hitting those plateaus and seeing those numbers and seeing what we could be physically, we started to win a lot of football games. Indeed. Looking back, Coach, uh, and I may have asked you this before, but it was always interesting, is when uh, when was it that you found football to be the sport you enjoyed? And then the next part, second part of that question, when did the light bulb go off as far as coaching the game? Yeah, you know, like I said, I've told the story before. Like growing up, I played every sport. I always loved sports, but I probably always loved football the most. And uh, my uh, senior year in high school, I was the only returning starter, and I tore my ACL in the summer uh, playing basketball. Oh, boy. And so I, I, I sat out my whole senior year. But during that time, you know, my coaches did a great job of keeping me involved. I did stuff like I ran the scout team and, and things like that. And I, I kind of caught the bug while I was doing that, and, and I kind of thought this might be something I want to do. And my dad, you know, in his infinite wisdom, when I told him I wanted to be a coach, well, then he told me I had to be a teacher. He said, if you really want to coach, my father was my father was also a teacher. Okay. And uh, so, you know, he kind of pushed me into education. And, um, you know, so I would actually be able to coach. And, you know, about 24 years later, here we are. So, um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was kind of the injury that mm-hmm. when I started doing some stuff and looking at it from the other side. And my coaches were amazing people and took me under their wings. And I think they may have saw it, too. And pushed me in that direction a little bit and uh you know i caught the bug and i've been doing it ever since how did a young man at wheeling central and attend marshall university end up in frederick maryland well i have um when i, when I graduated <laughs> from marshall i put applic- teaching applications in just about everywhere 
And uh, that was 2004, and, and most places weren't hiring very many teachers back then. But um, Paula Lawton is the head of HR at Frederick County Public Schools right. back then, and also happens to be my father's first cousin. Ah, so, um, there we go. Okay. She, 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 called my, she called my dad and told her that they were looking for teachers, and I should think about applying. So I did, and I thought, hey, I'll, you know, I'll just go for a year and see what it's like. But when I got up to talk and met people like Doug Williams and Mike Franklin and Paul Dumars and those people, I, I liked it a lot. And I, I got into, I coached basketball while I was there with Ryan Oman and Mark Wiles and Dwayne Bumgarner. And I really liked the people that I was working with and what I was doing. So I just, I just never left. <laughs> and it kind of sticks to you. I understand that completely, Kurt. Um, in general, uh, as far as any changes coming down the road, uh, uh, you agree that most of whatever we may see will will pertain to player safety? Yeah, I mean, I think we've really made strides over the last decade in that area to the point where I'm not sure how many more changes will be coming. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done a lot of changes, and, you know, we've really reduced the amount of contact throughout the week and in practice and in training camp and you know just the way we teach kids to block and tackle now is a lot different than we taught them when I was growing up so we take the head out of the game and we're a lot safer and I work with like I said nine-year-old football players at the in the evening after our practice we're teaching the same thing so you know I think the game has changed a lot for the better right it's a lot safer and you know I kind of think we're in a good place so I'm not sure what will be coming down the pike, but, uh, you know, I, the game's in a good place. I mean, if you read the Frederick News Post, we don't even have enough helmets for these Great, kids. I saw that. <laughs> we, you know, we have over 130 kids. I know Ligonor has over 130 kids. And Frederick has over 100 kids for the first time and you know, probably a really long time. I know your old school PJs, yeah. their numbers are way up. Yep. So, you know, I think people in Frederick County are playing football, and they're playing a lot of them are playing football. When, when I go to that youth field in the evening, there's 300 kids out there playing football in, in middle and elementary school. So, you know, there's the game is in a good place, at least here in Frederick County. Indeed. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, uh, I don't think you're going to find a finer area uh, that is consistently competitive with everybody else in the state of Maryland. And uh, just look at their year to year, what how that has taken place. Do you... Quickly, uh, are we heading in the right direction with the playoff format, Kurt? I mean, right direction. I don't. I don't know what's right or wrong. I'm, right. I'm actually the district one uh, chair, so I, uh, I am in all of those meetings. Right, gotcha. And all of that. Um, you know, I kind of thought when we switched from four teams in the region to eight teams getting in in the region that uh, we kind of hit the sweet spot. Yeah. You know, now we're. We're in a similar situation, but with the six classifications and everybody making it, I mean, it's fine. It's all, I, I don't really get bent out of shape one way or the other. Right. I'm just not sure we need those first round games yeah. of 9 and 0 versus 0 and 9. Correct. I, I, just I don't get know that. If we need those, to be honest with you. Yep. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, once once you get through the first round, you're, you're right back to where we always were before, right? So. Yes. You know, it's a good thing we still receive with eight teams left. So, in theory, two teams in the same region could make it, which I think was a good change that we had a few years ago. We've done some really good things. Um, me, personally, I don't, I don't know if we need six classifications and everybody right. make it, but if that's the way it is, that's the way it is. We'll, we'll, we'll get after it all the same. Yeah, because you got the, the six classifications 
can be a good thing in a sense that you've you've got schools now competing with school the other schools are closer in enrollment so that kind of is a plus but the other side like you said the record so maybe there's a happy medium at some point in time Kurt, we're running low, short on time here. Unfortunately, it goes by very quickly. Um, certainly, a little shout out to uh, your quarterback that took you took you to that state title uh, uh, four years ago, and up there at Kent State, looks like he is looking to be the starter this year, and I hope that works out. Uh, and uh, if you want to see what a if you want to see what a future NFL quarterback uh, looks like, you just turn into some Kent State games on Saturday this fall. Wow, I, that that doesn't surprise me in the he's least. Gonna, he, <laughs> he, he's gonna he's going tear it up. You heard yeah. it here first. Uh, and, and I I'm with you there because I, I uh, watching him in high school. I, that was one of the finest athletes I saw come through the uh, the county uh, and what he could do. Uh, but good luck this year. Kurt, as and and in the future years, uh, Oakdale has the person that's there to lead them in the right direction with their football program. You were doing it for 12 years. Let's hope it's another 12 or 20 after that. Uh, we'll be out there. We'll be following you. And uh, the best of luck to you, Coach. Well, I appreciate it. You tell that Coach Abercrombie now. I know he's been doing some yeah. of these interviews. With yeah, him. he has. A fellow Wheeling, a fellow Wheeling Central brother. Right. And he... jump on the interview with Coach Stein. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I do appreciate you guys having us on now. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. And, and you know, he that, that's where he is. He's down in, in Wheeling right now. That's why he couldn't be here. So, But I'll, I'll give him. He's probably sitting with my dad. Oh, yep, there you go. But, uh, Kurt, good luck, and, and uh, we'll see you out there this season. All right, Steve. I'll see you soon. Thank you. You got it. You've been listening to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and we'll see you next week.